Section two of Alcibiades one by Plato Translated by Benjamin Joet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Johnson. Persons of the Dialogue Alcibiades Socrates Socrates I dare say that you may be surprised to find, O son of Cleinias, that I who am your first lover, not having spoken to you for many years, when the rest of the world were wearying you with their attentions, and the last of your lovers who still speaks to you. The cause of my silence has been that I was hindered by a power more than human, of which I will some day explain to you the nature. This impediment has now been removed. I therefore here present myself before you, and I greatly hope that no similar hindrance will again occur meanwhile i have observed that your pride has been too much for the pride of your admirers they were numerous and high-spirited but they have all run away overpowered by your superior force of character not one of them remains and i want you to understand the reason why you have been too much for them you think that you have no need of them or of any other man for you have great possessions and lack nothing beginning with the body and ending with the soul in the first place you say to yourself that you are the fairest and tallest of the citizens and this every one who has eyes may see to be true in the second place that you are among the noblest of them highly connected both on the father's and the mother's side and sprung from one of the most distinguished families in your own state which is the greatest in hellas and having many friends and kinsmen of the best sort who can assist you when in need and there is one potent relative who is more to you than all the rest pericles the son of xanthippus whom your father left guardian of you and of your brother and who can do as he pleases not only in this city but in all hellas and among many and mighty barbarous nations moreover you are rich but i must say that you value yourself least of all upon your possessions and all these things have lifted you up you have overcome your lovers and they have acknowledged that you were too much for them have you not remarked their absence and now i know that you wonder why i unlike the rest of them have not gone away and what can be my motive in remaining alcibiades Perhaps, Socrates, you are not aware that I was just going to ask you the very same question. What do you want? And what is your motive in annoying me, and always, wherever I am, making a point of coming? Parentheses, compare symposium, end of parentheses. I do really wonder what you mean, and should greatly like to know. Socrates, then if as you say you desire to know i suppose that you will be willing to hear and i may consider myself to be speaking to an auditor who will remain and will not run away alcibiades certainly let me hear socrates you had better be careful for i may very likely be as unwilling to end as i have hitherto been to begin alcibiades proceed my good man and i will listen Socrates. I will proceed, and although no lover likes to speak with one who has no feeling of love in him, parentheses, compare symposium, 
End of parentheses. I will make an effort, and tell you what I meant. My love, Alcibiades, which I hardly like to confess, would long ago have passed away, as I flatter myself, if I saw you loving your good things, or thinking that you ought to pass life in the enjoyment of them. But I shall reveal other thoughts of yours, which you keep to yourself, whereby you will know that I have always had my eye on you. Suppose that at this moment some god came to you and said, Alcibiades, will you live as you are, or die in an instant, if you are forbidden to make any further acquisition? I verily believe that you would choose death, and I will tell you the hope in which you are at present living. Before many days have elapsed, you think that you will come before the Athenian assembly, and will prove to them that you are more worthy of honour than Pericles, or any other man that ever lived, and having proved this, you will have the greatest power in this state. When you have gained the greatest power among us, you will go on to the other Hellenic states, and not only to Hellenes, but to all the barbarians who inhabit the same continent with us. And if the god were then to say to you again, here in Europe is to be your seat of empire, and you must not cross over into Asia or meddle with Asiatic affairs, I do not believe that you would choose to live upon these terms. But the world, as I may say, must be filled with your power and name. No man less than Cyrus and Xerxes is of any account with you. Such I know to be your hopes. I am not guessing only and very likely you who know that i am speaking the truth will reply well socrates but what have my hopes to do with the explanation which you promised of your unwillingness to leave me and that is what i am now going to tell you sweet son of cleinias and dinomache the explanation is that all these designs of yours cannot be accomplished by you without my help so great is the power which I believe myself to have over you and your concerns. And this I conceive to be the reason why the god has hitherto forbidden me to converse with you. And I have been long expecting his permission. For, as you hope to prove your own great value to the state, and having proved it, to attain at once to absolute power, so do I indulge a hope that I shall be the supreme power over you, if I am able to prove my own great value to you, and to show you that neither guardian, nor kinsman, nor any one is able to deliver into your hands the power which you desire, but I only, God being my helper. When you were young, parentheses, compare symposium, end of parentheses, and your hopes were not yet matured, I should have wasted my time, and therefore, as I conceive, the God forbade me to converse with you, but now, having his permission, I will speak, for now you will listen to me. Alcibiades, your silent Socrates was always a surprise to me. I never could understand why you followed me about, and now that you have begun to speak again, I am still more amazed. Whether I think all this or not is a matter about which you seem to have already made up your mind, and therefore my denial will have no effect upon you but granting if i must that you have perfectly divined my purposes why is your assistance necessary to the attainment of them can you tell me why socrates 
you want to know whether i can make a long speech such as you are in the habit of hearing but that is not my way i think however that i can prove to you the truth of what i am saying if you will grant me one little favour alcibiades yes if the favour which you mean be not a troublesome one socrates will you be troubled at having questions to answer alcibiades not at all socrates then please to answer alcibiades ask me socrates have you not the intention which i attribute to you alcibiades i will grant anything you like in the hope of hearing what more you have to say socrates you do then mean as i was saying to come forward in a little while in the character of an adviser of the athenians and suppose that when you are ascending the bima i pull you by the sleeve and say alcibiades you are getting up to advise the athenians do you know the matter about which they are going to deliberate better than they how would you answer alcibiades i should reply that i was going to advise them about a matter which i do know better than they socrates then you are a good adviser about the things which you know alcibiades certainly socrates and do you know anything but what you have learned of others or found out yourself alcibiades that is all socrates and would you have ever learned or discovered anything if you had not been willing either to learn of others or to examine yourself alcibiades i should not socrates and would you have been willing to learn or to examine what you supposed that you knew alcibiades certainly not socrates then there was a time when you thought that you did not know what you are now supposed to know alcibiades certainly socrates i think that i know tolerably well the extent of your acquirements and you must tell me if i forget any of them according to my recollection you learned the arts of writing of playing on the lyre and of wrestling the flute you never would learn this is the sum of your accomplishments unless there were some which you acquired in secret and i think that secrecy was hardly possible as you could not have come out of your door either by day or night without my seeing you alcibiades yes that was the whole of my schooling socrates and are you going to get up in the athenian assembly and give them advice about writing alcibiades no indeed socrates or about the touch of the lyre alcibiades certainly not socrates and they are not in the habit of deliberating about wrestling in the assembly alcibiades hardly socrates then what are the deliberations in which you propose to advise them surely not about building alcibiades no socrates for the builder will advise better than you will about that alcibiades he will socrates nor about divination alcibiades no socrates about that again the diviner will advise better than you will alcibiades true socrates whether he be little or great good or ill-looking noble or ignoble makes no difference alcibiades certainly not socrates 
A man is a good adviser about anything, not because he has riches, but because he has knowledge. Alcibiades, assuredly. Socrates, whether their counsellor is rich or poor is not a matter which will make any difference to the Athenians when they are deliberating about the health of the citizens. They only require that he should be a physician. Alcibiades, of course. Socrates, then what will be the subject of deliberation about which you will be justified in getting up and advising them? Alcibiades, about their own concerns, Socrates. Socrates, you mean about shipbuilding, for example, when the question is what sort of ships they ought to build? Alcibiades, no, I should not advise them about that. Socrates, I suppose because you do not understand shipbuilding, is that the reason? Alcibiades, it is. Socrates, then about what concerns of theirs will you advise them? Alcibiades, about war, Socrates, or about peace, or about any other concerns of the state. Socrates, you mean when they deliberate with whom they ought to make peace, and with whom they ought to go to war, and in what manner? Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and they ought to go to war with those against whom it is better to go to war. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and when it is better. Alcibiades, certainly. Socrates, and for as long a time as is better. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, but suppose the Athenians to deliberate with whom they ought to close in wrestling, and whom they should grasp by the hand, would you, or the master of gymnastics, be a better adviser of them? Alcibiades, clearly the master of gymnastics. Socrates, and can you tell me on what grounds the master of gymnastics would decide? With whom they ought or ought not to close, and when and how? To take an instance, would he not say that they should wrestle with those against whom it is best to wrestle? Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and as much as is best? Alcibiades, certainly. Socrates, and at such times as are best? Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, again, you sometimes accompany the lyre with the song and dance. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, when it is well to do so. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and as much as is well. Alcibiades, just so. Socrates, and as you speak of an excellence or art of the best in wrestling, and of an excellence in playing the lyre, I wish you would tell me what this latter is, the excellence of wrestling I call gymnastic, and I want to know what you call the other. Alcibiades, I do not understand you. Socrates, then try to do as I do, for the answer which I gave is universally right, and when I say right, I mean according to rule. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and was not the art of which I spoke gymnastic? Alcibiades, certainly. Socrates, and I called the excellence in wrestling gymnastic. Alcibiades, you did. Socrates, and I was right. Alcibiades, I think that you were. Socrates, well now, for you should learn to argue prettily. Let me ask you in return to tell me, first, what is that art of which playing and singing 
and stepping properly in the dance are parts what is the name of the whole i think that by this time you must be able to tell alcibiades indeed i cannot socrates then let me put the matter in another way what do you call the goddesses who are the patronesses of art alcibiades the muses do you mean socrates socrates yes i do and what is the name of the art which is called after them alcibiades i suppose that you mean music socrates yes that is my meaning and what is the excellence of the art of music as i told you truly that the excellence of wrestling was gymnastic what is the excellence of music to be what alcibiades to be musical i suppose socrates very good and now please to tell me what is the excellence of war and peace as the more musical was the more excellent or the more gymnastical was the more excellent tell me what name do you give to the more excellent in war and peace alcibiades but i really cannot tell you socrates but if you were offering advice to another and said to him this food is better than that at this time and in this quantity and he said to you what do you mean alcibiades by the word better you would have no difficulty in replying that you meant more wholesome although you do not profess to be a physician and when the subject is one of which you profess to have knowledge and about which you are ready to get up and advise as if you knew are you not ashamed when you are asked not to be able to answer the question is it not disgraceful alcibiades very socrates well then consider and try to explain what is the meaning of better in the matter of making peace and going to war with those against whom you ought to go to war to what does the word refer alcibiades i am thinking and i cannot tell socrates but you surely know what are the charges which we bring against one another when we arrive at the point of making war and what name we give them alcibiades yes certainly we say that deceit or violence has been employed or that we have been defrauded socrates and how does this happen will you tell me how for there may be a difference in the manner alcibiades do you mean by how socrates whether we suffered these things justly or unjustly socrates exactly alcibiades there can be no greater difference than between just and unjust socrates and would you advise the athenians to go to war with the just or with the unjust alcibiades that is an awkward question for certainly even if a person did intend to go to war with the just he would not admit that they were just socrates he would not go to war because it would be unlawful alcibiades neither lawful nor honourable socrates then you too would address them on principles of justice alcibiades certainly socrates what then is justice but that better of which i spoke in going to war or not going to war with those against whom we ought or ought not and when we ought or ought not to go to war alcibiades clearly socrates 
but how is this friend alcibiades have you forgotten that you do not know this or have you been to the schoolmaster without my knowledge and has he taught you to discern the just from the unjust who is he i wish you would tell me that i may go and learn of him you shall introduce me alcibiades you are mocking socrates socrates no indeed i most solemnly declare to you by zeus who is the god of our common friendship and whom i never will forswear that i am not tell me then who this instructor is if he exists alcibiades but perhaps he does not exist may i not have acquired the knowledge of just and unjust in some other way socrates yes if you have discovered them alcibiades but do you not think that i could discover them socrates i am sure that you might if you inquired about them alcibiades and do you not think that i would inquire socrates yes if you thought that you did not know them alcibiades and was there not a time when i did so think socrates very good and can you tell me how long it is since you thought that you did not know the nature of the just and the unjust what do you say to a year ago were you then in a state of conscious ignorance and enquiry or did you think that you knew and please to answer truly that our discussion may not be in vain alcibiades well i thought that i knew socrates and two years ago and three years ago and four years ago you knew all the same alcibiades i did socrates and more than four years ago you were a child were you not alcibiades yes socrates and then i am quite sure that you thought you knew alcibiades why are you so sure socrates because i often heard you when a child in your teacher's house or elsewhere playing at dice or some other game with the boys not hesitating at all about the nature of the just and unjust but very confident crying and shouting that one of the boys was a rogue and a cheat and had been cheating is it not true alcibiades but what was i to do socrates when anybody cheated me socrates and how can you say what was i to do if at the time you did not know whether you were wronged or not alcibiades to be sure i knew i was quite aware that i was being cheated socrates then you suppose yourself even when a child to have known the nature of just and unjust alcibiades certainly and i did know then socrates and when did you discover them not surely at the time when you thought that you knew them alcibiades certainly not socrates and when did you think that you were ignorant if you consider you will find that there never was such a time alcibiades really socrates i cannot say socrates then you did not learn them by discovering them alcibiades clearly not socrates but just before you said that you did not know them by learning now if you have neither discovered nor learned them how and whence do you come to know them alcibiades i suppose that i was mistaken in saying that i knew them through my own discovery of them 
whereas in truth I learn them in the same way that other people learn. Socrates, so you said before, and I must again ask, of whom, do tell me. Alcibiades, of the many. Socrates, do you take refuge in them? I cannot say much for your teachers. Alcibiades, why? Are they not able to teach? Socrates, they could not teach you how to play at draughts, which you would acknowledge, would you not, to be a much smaller matter than justice? Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and can they teach the better who are unable to teach the worse? Alcibiades, I think that they can. At any rate, they can teach many far better things than to play at draughts. Socrates, what things? Alcibiades, why, for example, I learned to speak Greek of them, and I cannot say who was my teacher, or to whom I am to attribute my knowledge of Greek, if not to those good-for-nothing teachers, as you call them. Socrates, why, yes, my friend, and the many are good enough teachers of Greek, and some of their instructions in that line may be justly praised. Alcibiades, why is that? Socrates, why, because they have the qualities which good teachers ought to have. Alcibiades, what qualities? Socrates, why, you know that knowledge is the first qualification of any teacher. Alcibiades, certainly. Socrates, and if they know, they must agree together and not differ. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and would you say that they knew the things about which they differ? Alcibiades, no. Socrates, then how can they teach them? Alcibiades, they cannot. Socrates, well, but do you imagine that the many would differ about the nature of wood and stone? Are they not agreed if you ask them what they are? And do they not run to fetch the same thing when they want a piece of wood or a stone? And so in similar cases, which I suspect to be pretty nearly all that you mean by speaking Greek. Alcibiades, true. Socrates, these, as we were saying, are matters about which they are agreed with one another and with themselves. Both individuals and states use the same words about them. They do not use some one word and some another. Alcibiades, they do not. Socrates, then they may be expected to be good teachers of these things. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and if we want to instruct any one in them, we shall be right in sending him to be taught by our friends, the many. Alcibiades, very true. Socrates, but if we wanted further to know, not only which are men and which are horses, but which men or horses have powers of running, would the many still be able to inform us? Alcibiades, certainly not. Socrates, and you have a sufficient proof that they do not know these things, and are not the best teachers of them, inasmuch as they are never agreed about them. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and suppose that we wanted to know not only what men are like, but what healthy or diseased men are like, would the many be able to teach us? Alcibiades, they would not. Socrates, and you would have a proof that they were bad teachers of these matters if you saw them at variance. 
alcibiades i should socrates well but are the many agreed with themselves or with one another about the justice or injustice of men and things alcibiades assuredly not socrates socrates there is no subject about which they are more at variance alcibiades none socrates i do not suppose that you ever saw or heard of men quarrelling over the principles of health and disease to such an extent as to go to war and kill one another for the sake of them alcibiades no indeed socrates but of the quarrels about justice and injustice even if you have never seen them you have certainly heard from many people including homer for you have heard of the iliad and odyssey alcibiades to be sure socrates socrates a difference of just and unjust is the argument of those poems alcibiades true socrates which difference caused all the wars and deaths of trojans and achaeans and the deaths of the suitors of penelope in their quarrel with odysseus alcibiades very true socrates and when the athenians and lacedaemonians and boeotians fell at tanagra and afterwards in the battle of coronea at which your father Cleinias, met his end the question was one of justice this was the sole cause of the battles and of their deaths alcibiades very true socrates but can they be said to understand that about which they are quarrelling to the death alcibiades clearly not socrates and yet those whom you thus allow to be ignorant are the teachers to whom you are appealing alcibiades very true socrates but how are you ever likely to know the nature of justice and injustice about which you are so perplexed if you have neither learned them of others nor discovered them yourself alcibiades from what you say i suppose not socrates see again how inaccurately you speak alcibiades alcibiades in what respect socrates in saying that i say so alcibiades why did you not say that i know nothing of the just and unjust socrates no i did not alcibiades did i then socrates yes alcibiades how was that socrates let me explain suppose i were to ask you which is the greater number two or one you would reply two alcibiades i should socrates and by how much greater alcibiades by one socrates which of us now says that two is more than one alcibiades i do socrates did not i ask and you answer the question alcibiades yes socrates then who is speaking i who put the question or you who answer me alcibiades i am socrates or suppose that i ask and you tell me the letters which make up the name socrates which of us is the speaker alcibiades i am socrates now let us put the case generally whenever there is a question and answer who is the speaker the questioner or the answerer alcibiades i should say socrates that the answerer was the speaker 
Socrates, and have I not been the questioner all through? Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and you the answerer? Alcibiades, just so. Socrates, which of us then was the speaker? Alcibiades, the inference is, Socrates, that I was the speaker. Socrates, did not someone say that Alcibiades, the fair son of Cleinias, not understanding about just and unjust, but thinking that he did understand, was going to the assembly to advise the Athenians about what he did not know? Was not that said? Alcibiades, very true. Socrates, then Alcibiades, the result may be expressed in the language of Euripides. I think that you have heard all this from yourself, and not from me. Nor did I say this, which you erroneously attribute to me, but you yourself, and what you said was very true. For indeed, my dear fellow, the design which you meditate of teaching what you do not know, and have not taken any pains to learn, is downright insanity. Alcibiades. But Socrates, I think that the Athenians and the rest of the Hellenes do not often advise as to the more just or unjust, for they see no difficulty in them, and therefore they leave them, and consider which course of action will be most expedient, for there is a difference between justice and expediency. Many persons have done great wrong and profited by their injustice, others have done rightly and come to no good. Socrates, well, but granting that the just and the expedient are ever so much opposed, you surely do not imagine that you know what is expedient for mankind, or why a thing is expedient. Alcibiades, why not, Socrates? But I am not going to be asked again from whom I learned, or when I made the discovery. Socrates, what a way you have, when you make a mistake which might be refuted by a previous argument, you insist on having a new and different refutation. The old argument is a worn-out garment, which you will no longer put on. But someone must produce another which is clean and new. Now I shall disregard this move of yours, and shall ask over again, Where did you learn, and how do you know the nature of the expedient, and who is your teacher? All this I comprehend in a single question and now you will manifestly be in the old difficulty, and will not be able to show that you know the expedient, either because you learned, or because you discovered it yourself. But, as I perceive that you are dainty, and dislike the taste of a stale argument, I will inquire no further into your knowledge of what is expedient, or what is not expedient for the Athenian people, and simply request you to say, why you do not explain whether justice and expediency are the same or different. And if you like, you may examine me as I have examined you, or, if you would rather, you may carry on the discussion by yourself. Alcibiades, but I am not certain, Socrates, whether I shall be able to discuss the matter with you. Socrates, then imagine, my dear fellow, that I am the Demis and the Ecclesia, for in the Ecclesia, too, you will have to persuade men individually. Alcibiades, yes. Socrates, and is not the same person able to persuade one individual singly and many individuals of the things which he knows? The grammarian, for example, can persuade one and he can persuade many about letters, 
alcibiades true socrates and about number will not the same person persuade one and persuade many alcibiades yes socrates and this will be he who knows number or the arithmetician alcibiades quite true socrates and cannot you persuade one man about that of which you can persuade many alcibiades i suppose so socrates and that of which you can persuade either is clearly what you know alcibiades yes socrates and the only difference between one who argues as we are doing and the orator who is addressing an assembly is that the one seeks to persuade a number and the other an individual of the same things alcibiades i suppose so socrates well then since the same person who can persuade a multitude can persuade individuals try conclusions upon me and prove to me that the just is not always expedient alcibiades you take liberties socrates socrates i shall take the liberty of proving to you the opposite of that which you will not prove to me alcibiades proceed socrates answer my questions that is all alcibiades nay i should like you to be the speaker socrates what do you not wish to be persuaded alcibiades certainly i do socrates and can you be persuaded better than out of your own mouth alcibiades i think not end of part two recording by kevin johnson